would be nice if all the teams went out and played like swaggering dandies as the Hamlet do. An absolute humdinger from about 25 yards. Get in. Swaggering dandies. An absolute humdinger. Hello and welcome to episode 29 of For the Hamlet. My name is Ben Sibley and I'm joined for this episode by Mr Tom Cullen. Hello, you alright? How are you? Not bad. Good stuff. Want to introduce yourself? Uh, yeah, uh, I'm Tom and I am a Dulwich Hamlet fan. <laughs> When's the first time um, you came? Uh, I've only actually been going for two years so I'm a relative newbie. I'm a Johnny come lately. Uh, but uh, I feel like I got stuck in. I'm trying to trying to trying to do my bit, trying to make some noise. Are you clearly got stuck in. You're on Ford Hamlet. I know that was the that was the goal from day one, really. You're currently work. wearing a Ford Hamlet t-shirt. I am, and that is not to flatter you. That is purely <laughs> because I have no other clean clothes. But you know, it works. You know, it's, it's a grey t-shirt and a grey hoodie, so I didn't leave you. <laughs> anyone, anyone that knows me will know that you know I wear a lot of grey shit. <laughs> I wear a lot of grey clothes. It's a solid so colour. It, it works for me. It works for me, Ben. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, uh, Hugo isn't with us at the moment. He's at a tame in parlour gig at the uh, Ali Pali, which is incredibly cool of him. I mean, it is. I hope he's suitably intoxicated. I imagine he is. But we're at uh, Soho Radio Studios. Correct. Yes. Fifth Street. Uh, Great Wimble Street Great in Street. in the bustling West End. And for once, we're actually in a soundproof studio instead of mine or Hugo's front room. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, just thought I'd. Uh, Bump up the production values. <laughs> Somebody walking above in heels, which is slightly frustrating. There, there is a, a glass grate directly above our heads, so you would have to deal with that. You know, we're it's, surrounded by guitars, keyboards, mixing desks, so it's a, it's a proper setup. It, it is. We'll, we'll, we'll get there, slowly but surely. But um, it's warm. That's important. Yeah. <laughs> it's cold outside. A tick. So, um, I've only been to one of the last three away games. Uh, VC the Athletic. But I guess we should start with Staines, which I know you were reporting back to me via voice messages. Yeah. How that went. So, how'd it go? Uh, it was interesting. It was the first time I've been to Staines' ground uh, because they've been. This is their first season back in the Ryan Premier Division for a couple of years, I think. Um, I think they even made the conference a couple of years ago. I might be completely wrong on that. I've no idea. I the thought old, they might do. The old school at Dulwich will correct me on that when I next see them, I'm sure. Uh, but yeah, it was my first time there. It's a bit of a strange approach to the ground. It's a sports complex, so you walk into a big car park and there's a big gym, huge building, um, quite brutalist actually, and then you kind of walk around the side of it and then suddenly there appears this football ground. Um, it's not bad though, there's a there's a big main stand. For mm-hmm. those of you that have been to Hampton and Richmond, have you been to Hampton and Richmond? I haven't yet, no. It's a huge stand, huge main stand, which probably holds about, I don't know, 250 people seated. And then opposite that, on the other side of the pitch, there's a nice bit of cover, which we like. Nice, yeah. Uh, uncovered two ends behind the goals, but cover at either side, so it wasn't bad. Nice. Um, but yeah, I mean, Staines have been struggling this season. They really struggled last season. I think they're about 15 points adrift uh, when they came down. So that it was. But even so, we expected them to be near the top of the league this season, but they've really struggled. Well, I remember at the beginning of the season, we played them at home, and they beat us. Mm, yeah. Like, quite. Not Was it convincingly? I think it was. it, it felt like... They were solid winners. I didn't go to that game, but I think we're, I think I was in, might have been in Hamburg or somewhere else. I think you might have been, yeah. But I did hear that they were relatively impressive. Yeah, I mean, I think it took a lot of a lot of us by surprise. I, I think we anticipated that they'd be, you know, 
a decent game, but mm. didn't expect the loss. I think. Yeah, but they've been they've been in free fall since then. I mean, I think they're sixteenth. They were sixteenth or seventeenth when we played them when we visited recently. Um, the big news, I suppose, in the, in the starting lineup, there were two things. Uh, Reese came back for his first start in ages. Uh, Reese Murray Williamson and uh, Jacob Erskine started up front for the first time in months. Um, after he grabbed a goal on his comeback against Haribara at home the week before, mm-hmm. or the Saturday before. So there's two big changes. Um, and I'll say Sankofa as well was back in the middle of defence again. Um, he's come back from injury his second game, I think, because Ethan's out for about six weeks. Um, but we started really brightly, um, really brightly. Uh, stains in defence were absolutely horrendous, like really, really bad. That's a polite version of what you, you told me on the night. Yeah, really. But I didn't yeah. think they were toilet, and they were yeah. <laughs> they were so bad. Like every time the ball went in the box, they were terrified. Um, but it took about twenty five minutes um, for the first goal. And it was a deflected shot from Reese, which originally we thought Reese could claim. I mean, I, I did see it on the on the highlights, and it was it was going for a throw, and I think. I mean, almost. yeah, it, it took a rather large deflection off that defender's ass. Didn't it? Yeah, yeah. So that was after about twenty five minutes. It found the bottom corner somehow, and that was one nil. And I, I just want to make a point as well. The fans who came, we all um, went under the cover. At the previous, you know, I've previously mentioned the cover. We all went under there and were singing. From, it has, has to uh, be said, it was a quality effort on this away day. Really good singing right from the right from kickoff up until that first goal. And then uh, within a minute of that first goal going in, Reese uh, attacked his marker again, squared him up, and he took him down in the box. So even. Just as I'd finished tweeting for the Hamlet goal graphic. Find the graphic. For what compose I thought, the copy. For what I thought was Reese's first goal, uh, we got a penalty. Uh, and it was Reese who's taken out. And uh, Ash Carew doesn't miss penalties. Yeah. So it was 2 0. Nice. Um, How many fans do you think went down there that day? Um, I struggle with this because I don't really ever analyse it. But there's always four or five. There's, these days, there's four or five groups there are people. yeah yeah um i think between 80 and 100 that's a complete guess though there's other people who pay more attention but it sounded okay on the highlights i mean that's what i can you know yeah you could hear it yeah and that always you know and for a tuesday night at stain yeah it's, it's not not bad really for the Royal premier league it's very good yeah um so yeah ashkaru buried that penalty and then it was about half an hour gone and it was two nil and then we kind of nothing much else happened for the rest of the half um we were still on top but then this is the crux. After half time, we came out and just switched off. Completely switched off. Um, and it was no surprise, about 10 or 15 minutes into the half, uh, I think someone headed on a long ball and all of a sudden, their new striker they signed from two leagues below. I can't remember his name now. But um, he was through on goal and Phil came out with his goal and he lobbed him from the edge of the box. Um, after about probably 55 or 60 minutes. So it was two one then for a good half an hour, and it's and well that, that puts you on edge, doesn't it? Yeah, and it's, yeah. it happens quite often with um, this Dulwich Hamlet team where we're completely on top for long periods, and then all of a sudden goal goes in. There's one goal in it, and we're really really nervous. Um, so though that that period in the game was particularly on edge, um, and then after about eighty minutes, Ryan Moss came on, and. Uh, Actually, I was I was stood next to Dulwich Hamlet fan Jack Bagnall at this point. Oh yeah, and I'm aware of Jack's work. Yeah, <laughs> member of the trust. Yes, indeed. trust board actually. Oh, I think he's community liaison officer. Oh, very good. I think. Don't quote me on that though. Maybe community engagement. 
Community, I like that. Yeah. Community engagement. Something like that. He engages the community. That means a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was stood next to him and we got a free kick about uh, just on the right hand side of the box, just about five yards outside the box. And I turned to him and said something horrendous, which I won't repeat, but I basically offered for him to do something to me if we scored. Um, I think we can put those two together. Can't yeah, we? yeah. And uh, he accepted. And uh, Ash Carew swung in the free kick and Ryan Moss. Uh, glance the diving header into the bottom corner and two minutes later you're escorted from the ground (laughs) (laughs) not far off uh, so yeah a huge amount of relief uh, because we should be beating Staines and uh, Ryan's goal was uh, a great header actually Um, proper striker's header he kind of dived down for it didn't he yeah yeah he had to I'm I'm missing the word yeah I can't remember if you go down kind of like a diving header like a diving header. Yeah. It wasn't like a diving header. It was, it a, was diving a diving header, header yeah. Um, there's those heels again. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was a huge relief and we saw out the rest of the game and uh, three points. Happy days. Happy days. You'd think. Until a little trip to Crayford. Which you came. I came along to VCD. Uh, I was probably cocky in my estimation of that game. I think probably a lot of people were. Mm. Uh, made, made the trip down solo. Although... Uh, kind of got integrated into a group of stragglers uh, walking down, which was good because I hadn't got a fucking clue where I was going. Um, but VCD's ground's weird. It's quite new. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's like it, it's got character. Um, I heard uh, Will Clunas told me the burger was rated two out of ten. Wow. Something for the, the non-league magazine. It's not like the artisan <laughs> organically fed beef burgers at hey, Champion Hill. Nor Fleesh Mob, my friend. Hey, let's get a let's get a premium hot dog, guys. Um, I thought it was it was quite nice little ground, and, and you know the the atmosphere was quite nice, even though they don't get a huge amount of people down there, as uh, has been discussed. I think a lot on the forum and things. Um, uh, it was it was you know it was a good atmosphere, but I mean I felt like that it's outnumbered the home fans. Um, there was one point, I think it was in the first half, where all three sides basically of the yeah of the goal we were attacking were just surrounded by Dulwich fans. Yeah, um, and I didn't really see any VCD fans outside of the little seated area. Yeah, uh, but a lot of them stay at the top of that little hill. It's like a wee little hill. What I really li- <laughs> what I really liked was those executive uh, garden chairs. Did oh, you see them? Yeah, oh, yeah. raised bit mm. overlooking the whole pitch. Imagine that on a on a sunny April day. What a dream. Oh, great. Um, also, their music selection uh, made me chuckle. Yeah. I don't remember any Pumping some bangers out, you know, a bit of Eber. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah, I do remember that half-time. Um, we should probably talk about the game, shouldn't we? Um, now, wasn't great, was it? We went one up, didn't we? Uh, yeah, we did. Yes, was... we did, yeah. It was um, Nairon Clunis who's been on fire for the last couple of months as he is every season um, mm. of course most of you know he's an Aspire Academy graduate he's been in the first team since he was 18 he's 24 now so six years of solid performances and he's just getting better and better and he's been on fire this season I think that I think that goal might have been his ninth or tenth of the season he's also got almost the same number of assists um, I don't know how much you remember of it but got the ball uh, I think we're on the attack and he managed yeah. to keep the ball in play he did and he went all the way along the byline basically didn't he yeah and he beat I think I think one or two players on the byline mm-hmm. and then he could have panicked but he didn't he picked out Ryan Moss at the back post yeah. and he was completely unmarked and he tapped it into the open net um, 
And that's the kind of thing Ryan Moss does, actually, as well. We just mentioned his diving header at Staines. He, he, within that six-yard box, you know, he's, yeah. he, he is good. It's like Pippo and Zaggy. <laughs> or, he's, he's, or, he's basically Rude Van Nistelrooy. Rude Van Nistelrooy, but with a... He's almost as good. A more morbid job. And a bigger beard. <laughs> yeah, a bigger beard. Um, no, I do remember, it was it was a good goal, and, I, you know, I think we all, we all broke into a bit of Ushka beat at that point, didn't we? Ushka beat. Ole, ole. Um... Everything felt good, quite rosy at that point. Yeah. And then, then the free kick. It wasn't that much longer after we scored, actually. No, it was it was almost instantaneous. It was about 25 yards out, and it was Ricky Sappleton, who's just been released by Kingstonian. And this guy... Huge. I, I imagine most of you know of uh, Adebayo Akinfenwa. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. AFC Wimbledon. This he was guy just a taller version, wasn't he? He's taller, yeah. and he's as wide. Mm-hmm. Uh, he reminded me a little bit of uh, the wardrobe... Uh, yeah. Papa Booba Diop. Yeah, <laughs> he was a big man, absolutely huge. But I think more of him was fat than muscle. I think. <laughs> Do you think he had a really good Christmas? Jacob was concerned he did. Well, yeah, between him and Jacob, I don't know who had as many turkey sandwiches. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this free kick was, as I said, about twenty-five yards out, and the weather that day was. That's a really horrendous. Yeah, it was. It the was windiest. It's one of these storms. Like, what have we had? We've had Gertrude. Davina, uh, God knows, some stupid noise. I can't remember which one this was, but the the wind was up. It was up. I mean, the banners stood no chance. Yeah. I spent a good, the most first half just holding um, <laughs> Duncan's <laughs> banner down. <laughs> James and I had his foot on it, so it kept floating up in our faces. Um, yeah, it was, the weather was atrocious. But anyway, the free kick, he, he got it over the wall, to be fair to him. And then it, I don't know what, like where we were stood, I couldn't make out the, the mistake that Phil had made, but from what I saw, Phil kind of... You know when keepers, when a shot's going wide and they don't bother diving, they kind of move towards it and kind of walk and put their arms out like, it's gone wide, it's going yeah. wide, it's going wide. Mm-hmm. He did that, but it went in the bottom corner. Yeah. Did it come... I felt like it came off the post. It might well have been, just, yeah. just off the yeah. inside of the post. Yeah, it might um, have done. Which I think confused him even more. Yeah. And it was just shock. Yeah. Like he, but even the VCD players were shocked. I felt like... Well, you don't, was... you don't expect a player like Ricky no. Sappleton to step up and caress a ball into the bottom corner for a free kick. <laughs> and you expect Phil to at least give a go saving it. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. Um, so that dampened the spirit somewhat. Absolutely. Um, then, did we scored again, didn't we? No, no, no. no you know, we went 2-1 right, down, yeah. and that's it was right. Ricky again. It was. No, I do remember. Uh, it might have been a mistake in defence. I can't remember who it was, but all of a sudden... Ricky was through one on one against Phil, and Phil's usually very good at staying on his feet and making the striker make up his mind of what he's going to do. But at this point, maybe Phil had been a bit rattled by letting in that free kick. He went to ground really early, yeah. and Ricky just went to one side of him, and it was an open net. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's 2 1. And at this point, you're thinking, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Like, no disrespect to BCD, but they, no. for the last couple of seasons, they've struggled in the league. Yeah. They've really struggled. Even though they beat us at Champion Hill last season, they have struggled. They, they struggle generally. We're 2-1 down, and it's before half-time. It's about 30 minutes, 35 minutes gone. And you're just thinking that the players we have on the pitch, um, and actually it's just reminded me of the players we have on the pitch, Dean McDonald. Dean McDonald was taken off. Wasn't he? he was taken off. I can't remember if it was... Uh, before or after I, th- I feel like it was after that goal yeah. it, by all means correct us if we're wrong well because he was out on the right wing a lot in front of Mitchell Nelson where we were all stood in that first yeah. half yeah. and with Dean McDonald he's so skillful at that level anyway and he, he really stands out for being 
very technically sound. He was trying things, and you were thinking, it's half an hour gone, and we're, you know, we're, we're, we're not winning at BCB. Mm. He's trying all these little flicks. There's easy passes on him. He's not taking them. He's trying to nutmeg his marker. And there was one point when he tried to chest the pass to someone when he could have just controlled it and done mm-hmm. something else, and he went out of play. Yeah. And there was a, like... There was a little smirk on his face, like, I don't know what it was, but quite soon after that, he was taken off. Yeah. And he wasn't injured. No, and I, you know, I think that, that set tongues wagging a little bit yeah. uh, around the ground, you know, why? Why is he taken off? Because he's been on such good form. He has, you know, I, I, in the past couple of games, he's, he's been my kind of standout, really. Like he, he's, he's done some really good work, and he holds the ball up so well for a, a tiny man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he's usually really good in those areas, but yeah, he, he didn't look on it, did he? Got to, um, who came on for him? I can't remember. I probably paid more attention. Probably. Um, yeah, no, I can't remember who came on for him. But then, um, just after that, uh, Nairo Clunis, I'd like to say it was a really great hit, which it was, but I think the wind played a bit of a part. He was about 25 yards out on the counter-attack and he mm. hit a shot. And it was one of those shots where he... And that's why I thought the wind might have had a, a bit of an impact on it but he hit a shot and immediately it went up in the end and then dipped really violently it did yeah, yeah. and went into the far corner it's great. it looked like a great goal yeah and uh, again Naren on form so that was 2-2 at the break yeah it was just before half time he scored that goal yeah. wasn't it so um, I did notice the players when they came off you know they didn't, they didn't normally you know because we were pretty loud I think normally they'd, they'd you know, give us a little tap or, or give us a little look but they looked, looked a bit a bit rattled well, I looked. I looked at um, Kevin James, Junior Caddy, and Gavin as they came off walking down the pitch, and they looked pissed. Yeah. Right? They, and they sh- and oh, quite rightly. Yeah. 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 Um, you shouldn't be conceding two goals at BCD. Again, no disrespect to them, but we're you know we're top of the table. We shouldn't be conceding two first half goals at BCD. It doesn't matter how bad the weather is. We mm-hmm. don't play the ball in the air anyway, so that's, yeah. that's not an excuse. Yeah. Um, and they they did look seriously pissed off. Um, and then the, the second half, like I'm rubbing my eyes now, like oh! no, I mean it, it was it, it. You could tell as well when they when they first came out. Um, credit to to Danny Waldron, you could see him like you know shouting at the players and saying, "Come on, tempo, 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 keep it going." Mm. It just seemed they seemed about half a second off. Every pass yeah. was about half a second later than it should have been. Yeah, um, they were taking far too much time on the ball, um, and it, it it just killed the game really. There, there was a point. Um, I can't remember what it was. It might have been before we conceded the third goal and Reese had come on. Yeah. And usually Reese knows when to take on his marker and go down the byline and then when to cut inside and lay a pass off. But he was trying so hard. He wasn't making the right decisions. That's like so many times he took on their right back. And to be fair, their right back had a fucking great game. Did, yeah. But you'd expect Reese in this league to approach most right backs and think, right, I can probably have you. And he just made the wrong decision time and time again. And he got more and more frustrated. That kind of spread throughout the team. Naren was getting frustrated. Danny was getting frustrated. Ash Carew wasn't having his best game. He looked disinterested at times. Yeah. He did. Which is a shame because at Staines, Jack Dixon had played really well. Mm-hmm. Like, really well. And I chatted to Jack Dixon on the sideline. And I said to him, this was during the second half. I said to him, look why aren't you playing? And he said, like, I, can't, I couldn't have done anything else the last three games. I, I thought I've played all right. Yeah. And I agree with him. Mm. But apparently Gav wanted to go more attacking at VCD. Yeah. So dropped Dicko, brought Ash back in. Um, Which, to be fair, when you look at that fixture beforehand, mm-hmm. you think, well, yeah, we, you know, we, should, yeah. we should be putting a fair few past them. Yeah. Again, no disrespect to VCD. Yeah. But 
Um, their third goal, like what ended up being the winning goal, was just like I think it was a free kick that went into the box. Yeah. Um, I'm a bit hazy on this actually. I couldn't really make out what what exactly happened. Because the wind was in our eyes. <laughs> yeah, but it was the, the weather just got worse and worse as the afternoon went on. It did. And I think did it did the ball hit the bar or something, or it looped up in the air and Phil missed it, and it was just I mean it was, it was, it was calamitous. For sure, it wasn't. It know, wasn't a goal where you thought oh, it wasn't a moment of quality from one of their players where you think, okay, no. fair enough. It, it, you know, it was. It was another moment where you look and a couple of defenders have got their head in their hands, and Phil's really pissed off because something bad's happened. Yeah, I think Phil got booked as well for protesting to the he referee. He did. He did. There was there was some kind of issue there. I think maybe he felt he was fouled or yeah something, but he did get booked. I remember that because he was he was to be fair like barking at that ref all the way up to the halfway line almost. Yeah, he was. I remember him coming out of his penalty area. Yeah, but it's just. That kind of situation shouldn't happen. Mm. Like, bog. I, I can't. Remember, I don't know. Like off the top of my head, the results that the other teams in the top five have had at BCD. But you'd expect Bogner to go there and grab a win. You'd yeah. expect Hampton to go there and grind out a win. Yeah. No matter what the weather's like. No, like you just expect teams who want to be in the playoffs or go up at the end of the season. You'll go to that ground. You'll respect them because they're in the same league as you. Yeah. But you will do the job. Yeah. So you get the three points. Yeah. I mean, it was disappointing because we did have large spells of, uh, of of possession as well, especially towards like in the last twenty minutes of the game or so. Mm. There was a fair bit of pressure, but we just couldn't, we just couldn't Keeper get it. Keeper didn't box. make one save in the second half. No, I mean, we kept running Not it down once. the sides, and it just it never got itself in the box. No, um, and it didn't. At that point, it didn't look like anyone was going to make it happen. No, um, and no one did. No, it just kind of petered out, and we just walked away from BCD with a three-two defeat. Conceding three goals at BCD. With both train lines closed. <laughs> oh, the trains on the way home. <laughs> yeah. Uh, BCD must have been chuffed because they made a bit of extra money on the bar. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. we yeah. would end up in there and like, you know, yeah. oh, get a pint and a packet of crisps then. Yeah. You know, that was the busiest they've probably been all year. But yeah, that, that was terrible. And the, the signs were there in the first 20 or 30 minutes of the second half at Staines. There were signs that something like yeah. that might happen. Well, it, I was, I was going to say, it sound, sounded like, you know, that second half kind of syndrome, as it seems to be appearing, uh, is uh, second it's half the season. Yeah, well, <laughs> well. Yeah. I guess that's a good time to move on to Lewis away. In fact, before we do that, I'm gonna I'm gonna disregard the fact we're recording a podcast. I'm gonna get myself another drink because I feel <laughs> like I'm gonna need it. <laughs> yeah. An absolute pounding. What's he got? Oh, he's got pre-mixed. Lazy. Says the man drinking also a premix. <laughs> rumbled. Ah, oh, I've been rumbled. Where is it? There it is. There it is. Okay, let's so go. Yeah, Lewis away. The uh, we thought that the annual collapse might start at Lewis this year. Instead, it started at VCD and uh, <laughs> gained traction at Lewis, mm. uh, which is slightly different. Yeah, to, no, it is to normal years. Um, you didn't come. I didn't know. I've got a real issue with uh, midweek games. Well, you've got a real job, which means you don't finish at four. Real job. Just job in general. Yeah, I don't finish till late, so uh, unfortunately I can't make it. But I've heard the Dripping Pan is is quite a characterful stadium. As is Lewis in general. Yeah, it's a it's a sh- it's a real shame because I Wait. leave I leave Lewis every twelve months, really pissed off. <laughs> and yeah, it's a really uh, pretty interesting medieval town. Yeah, really interesting. And Known for it's horrendously uh, dangerous pagan. Firework parties. Oh yeah, they do, don't they? Where they parade through the streets. Yeah, yeah. 
There was there was, there was a uh, effigy of David Cameron as a pig, wasn't it? Yeah, correct. Good on good satire, Lewis. Good satire. <laughs> but yeah, the jumping pound is great. And it's not far from the station, is, is it? It's about uh, I'd say as the crow flies, which crows tend to do they, sometimes. Yeah, two hundred yards from the station. See that's like, that's brilliant for an idea. Put it this way: we got on a ten to ten train. Mm-hmm. The game finished at. Uh, about nine forty-two. Okay, yeah, that's pretty so good. So eight minutes, and we made it with about four minutes to spare. Nice. So the, yeah, the dripping pan's great. It's very Art Deco. They're, Always they're, a fan of that. Their main stand is almost it almost looks like a ship's sail. Oh, I saw, I saw that. It's kind of like almost like a, a, a yeah. shallow corrugation, isn't it? Do you know the name Lewis fans uh, have for the stadium? What's that? The Pan Zero. The Pan Zero. Oh, sorry, no, because it's not, is it? People always think it's the San Zero, but it's not. Just, it's, it's just San Zero. It's just Pan Zero. I'm sorry, it's Pan Zero. I did see um, a rather laboured poster that they made about us. Do you know, there was a, an A1. I saw it. I saw it outside the, like, outside the ground. I what, just, what was it? It was um, Lewis versus Dulwich Hamlet, and then it had like a hipster starter pack, and it was like a Ken doll dressed up in like in hipster regalia. Now... Obviously, I'm 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 a Johnny Cameron. I'm a, I'm a new guy, um, but fuck, just get a better ride. Come on, it's just lazy now. It's just lazy. It's so lazy. Take the piss out of something else. You know. Someone did suggest that it was a starter pack, hipster starter pack for Dulwich and Lewis. I think that's bollocks. Yeah, I don't think they're that self-aware. No, they're not. Uh, and also, like, since when does having a mobile phone make you a hipster? That's really confusing. If you if you listen to this and you're confused. Try and find it. It's, it's online. It'll be on one of the you know the, the Lewis pages or whatever. Have a look at it. I, 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 smart, every, everyone has smartphones. Everyone has a smartphone. What? What? I I just don't understand it. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, I I know a lot gets said about it, but um, it's just boring now, isn't it? It's just boring. Um, Snoozeville. <laughs> Actually, a couple <laughs> of other things I want to bring up about this away trip. Okay, go on. Um, as many of you who are listening will probably know. Uh, Lewis are one of, I think, maybe three or four clubs who don't charge £10 for standard entry. Yes, I've heard about this. It's £11, so it's not as bad as Stange, which was 12 but I took my uh, Coppers. expired student ID to Stange, so I got it for £6. Hey, take that, Stange. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but at Lewis, it's £11 for standard entry. But it's fine, because you get a nice fancy ticket. It's not just a little stubby, it's like a proper... I've it's got, got a club crest on it, it's got... Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, have you got a huge... Definitely have you, have you framed that? No. <laughs> and also, the other point I want to make is they're the only team in the league, well, that I've experienced, who have a steward policing... Sorry, uh, stewarding, it's probably the right word. Yeah, steward, yeah, go on. The uh, admission line, people right. who are queuing up, asking to search people's bags. Now apparently I tweeted them after the game and they said that's an FA regulation and I... That's not, it's not, is it? Obviously I don't have the rules in front of me but I'm going to question that. So well, if, we should. if anyone actually knows, let us know. But I don't know of any other club in the league that does that. I, I mean, I, my understanding of the rule was that for Ryman Premier and Ryman, uh, Ryman Ishmaelian uh, League anyway, um, it, it was fine, it's up to the club's discretion as I, as I thought it was in Conference South as well because yeah. I know there's some there's some teams in the Conference South where you can do that and some, some that don't like it and it's only really when you get to the Conference National or the, the National League as they call it yeah. now that it, you're not allowed to do it so it almost just seemed a bit that seems to me it was just a bit spiteful towards Sunday Champs they knew that was going to happen Like they knew people were going to bring drinks the best, the best bit is when he asked to search my bag I looked at him and said you're the only team in the league that do this can I just ask why? 
and straight faced with no sense of wit or anything, mm. he genuinely looked me in the eye and said, um, and I'm not, I don't want to make light of this because it was a horrendous thing that happened, but he genuinely said to me, it's a heightened security um, after the Paris attacks. That and is I, absolute nonsense. And I just thought, we're in Lewis on a, uh, on a Wednesday night in not the first week of February. That is nonsense. <laughs> that is utter nonsense. Honestly, without any sense of humour, anything, he just said that. I mean, yeah, you were right to you know point out. Obviously, ter- like terrible thing happened, but that is utter. I think he bollocks. just thought on his feet, and he thought he had to say something that sounded a bit believable, so he panicked and said that. If he'd have just said, oh, "I've just been told to," I wouldn't have cared. Yeah, so even much. oh, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Which I've told me to. Don't make it up. <laughs> Christ. Um, um, yeah. <laughs> before we actually get to the game, one more thing that I would like to see in real life. I'm sure I'll try and get that at some point. But aren't there executive boxes like little? Um, Sea beach huts. Beach huts. Sea huts. As you as you <laughs> as you walk into the it's ground, in the water. <laughs> as you walk into the ground, um, on the left hand, if you carry on to the left hand side, there are executive beach huts. The, I'm not sure how much they are actually. I maybe they might have been. I don't know, fifty, forty, fifty quid. Maybe that's a bit too much. Maybe it's thirty quid a game. I, I mean, that's not. That's not. I can't remember. But um, they look. Quite interesting. Quite fun. I've never indulged myself. Oh, why would you? Well, <laughs> it's a pish, but... Yeah. Well, but, you know, it's a, own. it's a nice little touch. Fan-owned yeah. club. Yeah, We yeah. wouldn't do that for your fan-owned, but, you know, we'll leave them, leave them to it. I mean, where, where would we put just garden sheds? <laughs> Champion Hill. <laughs> just, just, just cut the sheds there. 20, 20 quid. 20 quid a shed. Get rid of the hot dog stand. <laughs> hey, they, they, need, they need business too. <laughs> All right. Shall we go on to the game? Yeah, I guess we, we, I, I, I guess we better, shouldn't we? So go on, take me through it. Obviously, I wasn't there, so um, it didn't start well, did it? Uh, it didn't start too bad. Okay. Um, they swapped ends, uh, so originally we perched ourselves in the nice aforementioned Art Deco main stand, which has got again similar to Staines and Hampton and Richmond. It's quite nice tiered. Um, actually, this is terracing. Yeah. It's quite nice. It's covered. Make a good noise underneath it. Swapped ends, so we made our way around the ground to a. Uh, a bank of terracing, which is similar to one of the ends at Whitehawk, for people who've been to Whitehawk. Um, it's a really great view, actually, of the whole pitch. really does raise up quite high. And we started, I thought, quite brightly. Um, Damien Scannell had a, a half a chance, which he dragged just wide. I think Nairin might have had a chance. And I think Mitchell might have, Mitchell Nelson might have um, headed a, a corner just over the bar. So we started quite brightly. And the yeah. annual Lewis... Hoodoo looked like it might have been banished. Only if we'd known. Hey? If only you'd known what was about to happen. Yeah, about uh, how long has gone? I don't know, 20, 25 minutes? Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> and again, uh, similar to VCD, a free kick. I think it was a free kick, went into the box. Wasn't dealt with, looped up in the air. Uh, I think Phil might have thought it was going past the post or maybe over the bar, but it dropped. Hit a post, came back out, and in the melee was buried, um, and that was one all. And from the roar of the Lewis fans, and it might have been the covering in that Art Deco yeah. stand, which we were now opposite. There's a there's a certain I don't know what it is because there isn't actually really a proper rivalry, but there's a certain they were well, I mean, I, oh, I, there's something. Well, I feel like I feel like most teams in the league, you know, we're the prize. Just, just, I think mainly because of this, the crowd size, you know, and obviously all the press that that Dulwich get. Yeah. So you know, I think, I, and I think not to discount the the terrible performance of VCD, but you know, 
I do feel that there's a little bit of a cup tie vibe when when smaller teams play us because we are you know we bring a huge amount of fans away. They come to Champion Hill. They're playing in front of probably the most people they've played in front of for a while at least. So I think I do think that counts. But yeah, I, I mean, the poster says it all, really, doesn't it? <laughs> and I think it's because their fan base, more than any other team in the league, maybe apart from Enfield, they've got a quite a a young element to mm-hmm. quite a large part of their fan base. Again, fan owned club. Yeah, I think it's a bit of a correlation here. The the, the fan base is relatively young. They're all. Um, I'd say under th- most of them are under thirty. The ones who make the noise, anyway. Yeah, yeah. And I think there is a, there is just a bit of bite. There really is. Yeah, and I yeah. think when that goal went in, the celebrations suggested that it wasn't just a normal goal like on a no. weeknight. And they they've been on good form recently, actually. Yeah. And this was a continuation. Um, and and they all know they've been coming to do this for years. They all know the hoodoo. Yeah, yeah. We lose there every year. So yeah. there was there was big celebrations, which really pissed me off. Of course it did. Yeah. Um, but still, again, just to mention the fans, the rabble, was, and uh, I want to pick out actually Michael Shaw here oh Michael Shaw because yeah. at any game he gets some people uh, aren't um, too much of a fan of him because he's annoying I used to think he was annoying as hell I can't I really he, liked him now he, he, he gave me an embrace from behind at VCD I'd, I'd barely said anything <laughs> to him and he just held my back and went I'm holding a man's back <laughs> so my, Michael Shaw this is probably really boring for anybody who doesn't know him so we'll move on quickly but just to say he wears uh, an NFL uh, is it a bubble hat? It's a bubble kind of hat. orange and white striped. So if you see him at a game, and he's usually wearing some sort of horrendous pair of jogging bottoms and a jacket, sometimes he's really, 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 really drunk on very expensive rum. Uh, so if you see him, that's him. Anyway, he's a lovely man. Which is, which yeah, is yeah, yeah. But whenever we whenever we concede a goal, he's the first, or from what I can tell, he's the first fan to start singing Don't Strong again. He yeah. really, really gets behind the team, and he mm. did exactly that as well um, at Lewis. So we were still singing really loudly, and a couple of Lewis fans—I don't want to self-congratulate ourselves—but a couple of Lewis fans did say, "Fair play, you even singing when you conceded gold." Yeah. So that was, that was good effort by the rabble, um, and then yeah, the goal went in, and all of a sudden the hoodoo was back on. Um, to go, yeah, to go back towards the kind of the game, I suppose. Were there many changes from the VCD game? Uh, yeah, loads. Yeah. Um, Albert Jarrett came in for Dean McDonald. Mm-hmm. Um, Jordan Brown came in for his namesake Jordan Hibbert at left back I'm a big fan of Jordan Hibbert's new chart yeah very what, good do you want to uh... not, not right now <laughs> uh, it's based <laughs> on the Macarena yeah. you'll hear That's it you'll hear it soon don't worry about so, it so yeah Albert Jarrett came in Jordan Brown came in bloody hell you're really testing my memory now Ash Carew came in no Jack Dixon came yeah. in for Ash Carew and ah uh, there was there was one more who was it? It was a football player. It was a football player. It was From most definitely Dulwich a football Hammer. player. Uh, it was Jacob Erskine for Ryan Moss. Oh, okay. So yeah. he came back in. Um, so there was four changes, uh, which wasn't a surprise after the loss at BCD. Yeah. Um, but the performance was so disjointed and so far below the level you'd expect of the players who were on the pitch that it was really, really, really worrying. And it was... Even though the manner in which the second goal was conceded just before the break, uh, it wasn't surprising mm. how we went two goals down. Um, and it was a shame because it was Jordan Brown who passed the ball back to Phil Wilson, but he didn't put enough on it. And a Lewis player snuck in, rounded Phil and smashed it into an open net. Mm. And uh, it's 2 0, and it's not even half time. Yeah. It's not a great start. It's not a great half, is it? 
it's just so frustrating because you look at the players on the pitch and you look at the but this is getting really boring now because over the last couple of seasons you compare the players who are on the Dulwich team sheet to the other players yeah. and you think right he's played like Ash Carew's played 50 games in League 2 mm-hmm. Damien Scandal's played 50-60 games in League 2 mm-hmm. he's, I think he's even played in League 1 Jacob Erskine's played a lot higher up uh, Ryan Moss has played higher up mm-hmm. uh, even though he didn't start um, Danny Waldron's played in the Conference South for years with Bromley so there's all these players who've played much higher Ossie Sankofa's played in the Premier League yeah and yet, there's, there's players on other teams you might not have heard of, and yet they are so hungry, yeah. and because of that, they play as well, if not better, than players that we have who have dropped down the league. And again, I think that kind of plays into the whole idea of, you know, the, the kind of, the cup tie vibe, in the sense that, you know, a lot of these kids are probably, you know, and I, I from watching a bit of the highlights of the Lewis game, there were some young, young players on that on that side. And they probably yeah. are local lads who have, who have gone through and, and you know, th- this is as high as they've been in their career. So when they get to go up against former League 2 opposition or League 1 opposition, then, they, you know, it riles them up. You know, yeah. they're looking to prove themselves, yeah. um, which probably brings out slightly better performances than they might have against, you know, a, I think a lower probably, time. probably a good point. Again, uh, again when we talk about Dulwich, it, because of, of the progress of the club over the last couple of years, both on and off the pitch, it's hard... You know, sometimes we might sound really arrogant, but we're just trying to analyse what is actually happening and what we think might be a problem. And I think it is true. I do think that teams, when we when we visit grounds, I think they do treat it as a bigger game than it should be. Yeah. Um, or than it than it normally would be. Um, and that, that's the only way of explaining how these teams raise their games against us. Like, if, I mean, it's if half Lewis... the problem. Isn't it? It's half the problem. It's yeah, 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 yeah. They rate a bit. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. should still be. It's like occasionally, if we lose at these at these these team or these clubs. I'll then keep an eye out for their result the week after. And if, say we lost, well, we've lost at Lewis, Lewis might be at home in their next game against a team who are 12th, 13th, and they'll lose 3-1. Mm-hmm. And, you, and I look at it and think... How does that make ah! sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't add up. Yeah, no, I think you're right. Um, but yeah, anyway, but back so to the actual game. In yeah. the game, where are we now? Are we 1-0 we one, one down? It's half time, it's 2-0. Half time, it's 2-0. And yeah. uh, somebody mentioned on the... Um, on the Urban 75 forum this week that they noticed the players coming back out for the second half, the Dulwich players, quite a few of their heads were down. Mm. Which is just perplexing, really. Um, it is perplexing. and Obviously, I mean, anyone can sit around and go, oh, I wonder what was said in the dressing room or mm. I wonder what's going on. But that sounds like a stark contrast to me to the Thurrock game a couple, mm. couple of weeks ago. Um, I'm sure you mentioned it uh before, but you know, there was a huge roar that came out of that dressing room before they, the boys came out mm. for the first half, and you just wonder where that energy's gone, yeah. and you just wonder where that kind of hunger's gone because yeah. they came out firing on all cylinders that game. And even when they came out in the second half of that game, they looked sharp, you know. They'd... Do, you, do you think it is what we just mentioned that these players have played at a higher level, and yet they're at Lewis, they're tuning it down at half time, and they're sat there questioning themselves, thinking, Have I lost it? Well, I, uh, am, I, am I as good as I, I used to be? Perhaps, you know, and I think, you know... Uh, and when you when you get more than one of them thinking that, that collective doubt... Mm. But I mean, I think as well it's, you know, it's potentially... I mean, I, I wouldn't say this is, um, you know, a major factor in why we're not playing well, but when you play to, on average this season, 1,500 people, you know, and there are spikes up to 2,000, 2,500 or whatever... Um, and you play well and you win and, and you get all that praise, you know, where the first ones to give them that praise, to then have to go somewhere that is, you know, 
far away, cold on a Tuesday night and be 2-0 down, that's got to be a very, very big jump in terms yeah. of kind of atmosphere and, and mentality, you know, from yeah. we're 2-0 up at home in front of 2,000 people, everyone's singing our names, this is brilliant, mm. to we're in Lewis, it's freezing, <laughs> we're 2-0 down. Oh shit, we're still playing the rival Premier League. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, that juxtaposition between the two experiences, not that it gives any kind of excuse, but it, it might be, it might be a reason why perhaps they're not quite as switched on as, as maybe yeah. they should be. Um, so it's 2 0, it's half time, they come back out, their heads are a bit down. Um, we score a goal. Yeah, uh, probably about 60 or 65 minutes gone, and we'd looked a bit, uh, a tiny bit better in the second half. We kind of contained Lewis, there weren't many chances. Um, and Mitchell Nelson and Jordan Brown have been getting forward quite well, but their final ball, like a couple of occasions, so now we've switched ends, we're in the nice Art Deco. Mm-hmm. Uh, stand under the cover singing songs some of Mitchell Nelson's deliveries like he's been amazing this season he's got loads he has of, been he has been great got loads of goals he's settled in really well after a horrendous injury layoff at Margate really really bad but some, some of his deliveries like at one point he sent in a cross that was so bad um, that he actually came over to us and uh, Dulwich Hamlet fan Stephen McCarthy managed to get his bunts on it and, uh, <laughs> and there, was, there was a stand and it left a nice muddy foreprint on, sure his, on his forehead on his forehead however you want to pronounce that and uh, so yeah the, the delivery from wide situations wasn't great um, and that's, but, that's worrying because that is the way the Dulwich play yeah uh, it's down the wings and getting in yeah. into the box it's been a strength though the last couple of seasons mm. Um but ironically enough, after I've said that, I think it was a ball into the box, which was half cleared by Lewis. Um, and Captain Supreme Danny Waldron was on the end of it and uh, smashed a volley into the roof of the net from about 10 yards. Um, it's a kind of technique which I've... Because when he first signed for Dulwich, I did a bit of Googling of him and mm. he used to score quite a lot of goals for Bromley. Because yeah. Bromley played quite a long ball game, or they yeah. did in the Conference South, and he used to get on the end of knockdowns and belt shots in from the edge of the box. A Kevin Nolan type. Don't mention... <laughs> don't mention Kevin Nolan on this podcast. <laughs> Jesus, what? Oh, no, totally not worth, Kevin Nolan Totally type. worth it for the look on Ben's face. Not a Kevin um, Nolan type. Of course I retract that horrible comment. Jesus Christ. Right, but uh, uh, yeah, no. So it, it was something that was kind of in his in his skill set. It's in his locker, as they say. In his locker, yeah. in the back pocket, in the back burner. God. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, he he came over to the fans. We we celebrated massively, and he came over and gave it all that. Got pumped fist out and shout, "We come on!" Ran back to the halfway line. And then the singing, we've been singing anyway, but singing increased definitely a couple of levels. We're, we're thinking, right, this is it, this is it. We're on top, we're on top. Let's go for them. And then within five, six, I don't know, seven, definitely less than ten minutes, uh, Lewis Midfielder got the ball about 30 yards out, advanced, took a touch out of his feet and belted a shot over Phil Wilson um, into the back of the net. And the celebrations then from both the Lewis players and the Lewis fans, I just thought, oh, Christ. Yeah, it's done. It's, it's done. Like, yeah. again. Uh, and then for the rest of the game, it was really, really painful to watch. There was nothing. There was just nothing. Like, as soon as that goal went in... Just, your head's down. Yeah, as yeah. soon as that goal that went in, they were done. Um, and we kept, like, we kept singing intermittently. But even the most hardened supporters who sing through thick and thin... 
Like, I'll admit. Deflated. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, I, I tried starting a few songs and they kind of got a bit of traction, but a lot of people were just thinking, do you know what? After VCD on Saturday and now tonight, you just it's, don't... It's another way to the trip to Lewis. Yeah. Um, and at the end of the game, for one of the first times I can remember, um, in my time of coming, the players didn't come over at the end of the game to acknowledge us at all. The only the only people the only players that did were the subs, um, who'd come on who were warming down separately. Mm. Um, they came over and kind of clapped us and then did their warm down. But the actual core of the team all stayed, which is very unusual because they do tend to make an effort to come over. And yeah, I mean you understand after a particularly bad loss like that and you after do. a VCD. However, usually Danny's good at kind of leading them over and just clapping us. Yeah, um, even if it's from like you know still twenty thirty yards yeah. away, at least to give a clap in the direction. And a, you know. a couple of fans in particular said, "Look, it's not cheap to get down here. Like we've all got." Um, stuff to do tomorrow we've all got work in the morning we came down after work just like just like those boys do you know well yeah that's a good point I suppose but at the same time you know they they got driven down here or they get at least their their hair covered and they're there to play the game you know the the, the Hamlet fans that go down are going down purely for the love of watching their team and I think I think because they would all know as well they'd all be aware of the Lewis Hoodoo they'd all be aware of uh, of how it's going um and I think at that point, I mean, don't get me wrong. Obviously, I wasn't there, but um, it would have been a nice, it would have been a nice touch if they'd at least acknowledged mm. the Hamlet fans that were there. This is the thing, though. I mean, you, you say the players know about the us losing there every season, but it's a different, it's a it's a, a different vastly side. different squad from what it was from last year and the year before. Mm-hmm. So this sense of or this um, lack of ability to perform at Lewis at this time of the season. It's not dependent on the play. It's not consistent through the players because the players have been different each season. Yeah. So it's coming from somewhere else. And yeah. I, and it's it's impossible. It's hard to explain. You well, it's just... impossible to know, isn't it? It's impossible to know really yeah. where it's coming from. But um, I do feel like, especially these days, you know, uh, we we all follow a couple of them on Instagram or on Twitter or whatever. And I, and I think they they will read and they will listen and they will be interested, especially because we've got the fan base we do. Um, so I think they could be aware of things, and you know that's uh, it's good. It could also be bad, you know, because yeah. um, the last thing you want to do as a fan is vent or have an opinion that might be seen by someone and, and might you know knock them down a bit, which you don't want because you want all your players to be confident, you want them to be playing as well as possible. Um, but I think they must be aware. So you know, as I say, I think it would have been nice if they'd come over, and I can, I can totally empathise, understand with fans that were pissed off by that. You know, mm. um, hopefully, Farnborough on Saturday will be a Farnborough tomorrow will be, mm. will be a, a happier occasion. Yeah, I mean, there's there's no way this will go out. This is a Friday night now after Lewis before Farnborough. There's no way this will go out before Farnborough. But no, fingers crossed we'll get Podcast a result. logistics. Yeah, I mean Farnborough. Very, very similar to Staines in that they really, really struggled in the Conference South last season. Well, they were Conference before that, weren't they? they were, yeah, they've yeah. had they've had some horrendously bad uh, owners over the past couple of years. They went bust, went back up the leagues, and now they're really struggling for finances again, and they're plummeting. And uh, we beat them 4-1 at their place before yeah. Christmas. And um, they're really, really struggling. And they seem to just be loaning players from League One and League Two teams 
and expecting this team to gel and they keep doing it and it doesn't work. They did it last season. You see that it. you see that a lot, even through the lower leagues where you know they're just they're Why just they doing it? Right. you know, when you see a League Two team that's nine members of, you know, Premier League loanees, yeah. uh, young kids, and you just think that's not gonna that's not gonna help. It doesn't work. <laughs> no. I mean um Farmer visited Champion Hill last season and we played in the friendly. And I think we I think we just narrowly lost two one. Um but they were terrible that evening as well. Mm. I think that was like September, October in 2014. Yeah. Um, so hopefully uh, tomorrow we'll, we'll get a result. Uh, I imagine there might be a couple of changes to the team. I, for one, would like to see, uh, even though we lost at Lewis, I'd like to see Jack Dixon get another chance in centre of midfield. I'd really like to see Reece start in a game at home. He's I'd like to see Reece start in a game at home. Reece and Naren on the wings. Yeah. yeah. Naren's a, a sure starter. Yeah, you'd, you'd hope. You'd hope Erskine so. or, or Moss up front. Personally, I'd go for Ryan Moss. I think he's a more natural goal scorer. Yeah. We've brought him in. Um, from what I've heard, he's getting quite a good wage from us. So play him. He's obviously good at what he does. I do feel like he gets a little bit of unfair stick. Yeah. Um, you know, because he did have a very good scoring record before he came here. Yeah, most um, did, yeah. But you know, whenever I've seen him, I've never felt like he hasn't given effort. You yeah. know, he does chase those balls, yeah. and yeah, his, his first touch might not be perfect every time, but yeah. I think not give us some time. Zaggies. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> thing, fingers crossed as well. Phil will have a solid game because he's usually really dependable. Ah, he is. Um, but for the past couple of games, he's looked he's looked a bit shaky. And uh, someone did act, someone did to be fair mentioned um, also online this week. Which you alluded to it a couple of minutes ago, but we do forget that every single one of these players has another job. Yeah. And this time of year, Phil is a, Phil's a teacher yeah. um, at an academy in South London. He's probably got a, a, so many things going on in his life. Not a marking to do, I'd imagine. My brother's a teacher, and that's all he ever does. Yeah. So, I you mean, know. so yes, he's been shaky the last couple of games. You've got to remember, this, this isn't his full time job. So hopefully, he'll be. We can get behind him, sing some songs for him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hopefully yeah. he'll he'll have a, he'll have a better game against Farnborough. Um, but yeah, fingers crossed. Let's see how it goes. We need we definitely need three points. Uh, Hampton were two 0 down whilst we were losing at Lewis on a, on Wednesday. Which would have softened the blow. Somewhat. Yeah, and then they scored once about twenty minutes from the end, and then scored in the very last minute and got a point, which is the kind of thing that champions do. Uh, Find out a result. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Bogner looking strong. Jason Price belting in the goals. Thorak's still not looking too bad. Yeah, Thorak's still going. Sam Higgins as well. So, um, <laughs> the net botherer, goal botherers, goal pervert, <laughs> goal pervert. Yeah. Um, so yeah, fingers crossed. We'll get some uh, some points and a couple of goals at home. I mean, I hope so because a, I'm a Hampton family fan, but b because you need, I need you to cheer up, mate. You've been miserable. <laughs> I'm going to have another gin and tonic. <laughs> You've come all in black as well, have, like the yeah. football goth. Yeah, I've got black shoes, black socks, black jeans, black. <laughs> You're in, you're in mourning for the 2015-16 season. Oh, Already. Yeah. Already. Come on, let's have some belief. You don't know, man. It's same last <laughs> You don't know, man. No, I don't. I don't. I'm new. So, you know, this is a... It can't be as bad as a couple... Well, I mean, I did I did notice it last year, but obviously I wasn't coming to every game. I didn't have a season yeah. two or anything last year, so I'd, I'd come to whenever I could, but... 2013-14. Mm-hmm. Is it 14? Because we're in 15-16-14. Yeah, 2013-14, we... So, Erhan's last season. Yeah. He was injured for the running, and we dropped out of the playoffs on the last day of the season. We drew one all at home to Kingstonian. And Erhan, bless him, came back from injury that day and yeah. tried to drag us through it and was just trying to do everything himself. And at the end of the game, he was absolutely distraught. Yeah. And it's those kind of scenes which you just think, oh, oh really? Yeah, again, yeah. So, 
On let's, a, hope, let's hope not. On a side note, nice to see uh, Aaron on BBC One uh, against West Brom. Yeah. Uh, wasn't that for time. penalty, though, for, for, where, for Peter Brogan? No, he wasn't, which was surprising. Uh, maybe they should have, given the, the result of the yeah. penalty shootout. Because we, we were watching on a on the train back from Lewis. Yeah. We had it on a on a tablet. Yes, a tablet. A non-branded tablet. Very 2016 of us. And we were, we were watching a live stream off BBC website and uh, when it went to penalties Erwin was already on we thought right Erwin surely maybe first or second penalty taken yeah, yeah. his penalties for Dulwich every time you find the side netting like the good side of the side netting i.e. inside the post yes. um, and yet they allowed Martin Samuelson the West Ham loanee who I you mean, might know a bit about I, I've seen him I've seen him play fan. a lot yeah uh, you know by blood I am a West Ham fan he, he, was, he, he it was a terrible, could, penalty. If terrible you, penalty if you were an illustrator and you would draw and someone gave you a brief of drawing a scared young player who didn't want to take a penalty yeah it would have been that was that guy yeah which is which is just position really because he played so well in that game um, and when I've seen him play uh, oh, he definitely looks a good player but I, I saw him do, play three Europa League games the qualifying games this year and he was absolutely brilliant um, but he's not a champion player so fuck him <laughs> yeah, Owen uh, didn't get to take a penalty. No, but it was still nice to see him go on there. And also, a nice, it little, was. nice little uh, shout out to Dulwich Hamlet when he came on uh, via the commentator. I didn't catch that. Yeah, yeah, he, he, he did mention it. But he also mentioned it just as a uh, posh for moving into an attack. He's like, they come Dulwich Hamlet. <laughs> so, uh, any, any publicity publicity's good publicity. Oh, uh, you know. Just get another Guardian article, shall we? All <laughs> <laughs> right, we should probably wrap up there. You alright? Um, it's been enjoyable. Have you enjoyed it, Tom? No, it's been awful. Yeah, it's been terrible. Mm, it's been terrible. No, it's been lovely. Thanks for having me on. Um, hopefully we can come and sit in this room and do some more. Yeah, it's been very enjoyable. Uh, until next time, this has been uh, For The Hamlet. And uh, For The Hamlet is part of the Whole Fast Network. Visit wholefastnetwork.com for more quality podcasts. And uh, But this has been recorded at Soho Radio Studios. Oh, yes, it has. Apologies. Uh-huh. Yeah, we have been recording at Soho Radio Studios. Uh, but don't forget to get involved with For The Hamlet online. Indeed. Our uh, Twitter is at Ford Hamlet. Facebook is Ford the Hamlet. We also have Instagram these days, which is Ford Hamlet as well, originally. All your content needs. Yeah, and uh, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably are subscribed already, but if you're not, we're on all podcast apps, iTunes, Pocket Cast, if you're on Android. We're probably not on Windows phones, but nobody has a Windows phone. So Two case. Yeah. But yeah, until next time. Thank you, Tom. Thank you. Thank you, Ben. And uh, thank you, listeners. We'll uh, see you next Every night to fall with teams. Went out and played like swaggering dandies as the Hamlet do. An absolute humdinger from about 25 yards. Get it. Swaggering dandies. An absolute humdinger. Ush Leo, ush capito, leo, ush capito, leo, leo.